This is Heidi Robenheimer, Managing Editor of the CFA Institute's Financial Analyst Journal, taking you through our first quarter issue of 2019. This issue opens with Arun Marilladar's Perspectives article about selfies as an antidote to financial ignorance. In the financial planning world, selfie stands for Standard of Living Indexed Forward Starting Income Only Securities, an investment instrument proposed by Nobel laureate Robert Merton as a DIY retirement planning solution. Don't be the last charter holder to know what a selfie is. Our next Perspectives article is a must-read for anyone applying their research to overlapping time horizons. In Long Horizon Predictability, A Cautionary Tale, Baduk, Israel and Richardson show us why long horizon estimates derived from overlapping time horizons can be so misleading. We may think that using overlapping periods in a regression increases our observations and also our forecast accuracy, but the authors show that fewer non-overlapping periods may be just as good. Have you been using new US corrections? These may be inappropriately applied. The authors will show you why and offer some alternate advice. Until then, don't trust your standard errors or t-tests until you've read this paper. Our first research article takes its lead from the world of fine art and wine and asks, how do we estimate prices on alternative assets that are infrequently traded and don't easily aggregate? The article's subject is residential house prices in the US and is titled Missing the Mark, Mortgage Asset Valuation Accuracy and Credit Modeling by three authors from the Federal Housing Finance Agency. But the techniques are applicable to all alternative assets. For heterogeneous assets such as house prices, there's a valuation trade-off. Too much aggregation, such as a national house price index, increases aggregation bias by smoothing out heterogeneous pricing trends. On the other hand, too much granularity, like using houses on the same block, increases estimation error because it includes fewer data points. So what level of aggregation produces the most accurate price index? The authors developed residential house pricing indexes to estimate mortgage collateral value using various levels of aggregation and compared the accuracy for various residential housing sectors, extending their analysis to prepayment and default risk estimation. Their findings for house prices are crucial, especially considering the global size of residential real estate. But these techniques are also important for anyone evaluating alternative assets to find the aggregating sweet spot for estimation. Our second research article covers the returns to private debt, primary issuances versus secondary acquisitions by Cumming, Fleming and Liu. Private debt is the main source of funding for private companies, and this debt is attracting significant attention from investors because of its potential to diversify and improve a credit portfolio. The authors asked whether investors should have their private debt managers adopt a buy-and-hold strategy, or should they allow the further flexibility of trading debt on the secondary market. They also asked whether private debt outperforms publicly traded debt. I'll skip to the conclusion, it does. There's some really interesting data in this study. The author used the investments and track records of 15 specialist credit investment funds investing in 13 Asia-Pacific markets over the last 15 years. They develop an Asia-Pacific private credit return index and show that it delivers better performance than public market credit and equity. It also has low correlations with emerging market public credit and equity, as well as various well-used debt indices. Next, we switch to hedge funds, specifically CTAs. Commodity trading advisors or managed futures are the second largest hedge fund category, but what's the best way to benchmark their performance? Authors Elau and Erdos address this in our third research article, Trend Signal Strength and Performance of CTAs. 
They develop an investable index using trend-following techniques, smoothly buying developing trends and disinvesting in fading trends. The Adaptive Time Series Momentum benchmark formulated in this article shares similar attributes to existing benchmarks for the sector, but appears to improve our ability to detect manager skill among CTA managers. The speed factor, which is long on long horizon or slow momentum and short on fast momentum, combines well with their adaptive time series momentum benchmark and improves its usefulness as a tool for CTA manager selection. The final research article is an essential read for all backtesters. It addresses the issue of incorporating cost concerns appropriately when we do investment strategy research. In Comparing Cost Mitigation Techniques, Authors Novi Marks and Velikov used seven well-known investment strategies, price momentum, earnings momentum, low vol, the usual suspects. They then measure the change in returns to each of these strategies when each of four different cost mitigation techniques are applied. Simply applying transaction costs to a cost-insensitive strategy, as you would typically find in an academic journal, clearly reduces the performance of a strategy, but not in a way that appropriately reflects investment practice. Another way to reduce costs in practice would be to restrict implementation to low transaction cost shares. Another would be to restrict the frequency of rebalancing. The authors show that each of these techniques reduce costs and transacting, but too often eliminate the strategy's positive effect. The authors demonstrate that a more effective way to apply an investment strategy in a cost-conscious way is banding. This technique reduces costs by requiring a stronger signal to trade than the signal required to hold. The authors segment the application of these strategies and techniques to large cap, small cap, and micro cap, and there's good information in this article about the importance of cap size and costs when we evaluate the strength of investment strategies for practice. Members will find in-practice summaries of all four research articles on the CFA Institute members app and on the web at cfainstitute.org, alongside links to the full articles. Until next time, look out for early releases of second quarter articles on quality, tax-managed factor strategies, smart beta costs, and vengeful stock pickers on the members app.